Hi, welcome to the Innovation Game. My name's Rich Wells. Today I'm joined by Dave Clark and Oliver Lang, both partners, one a patent attorney, one an IP solicitor. And today we're going to talk about patents and open source software, maybe not what people would consider the best of bedfellows, but we're going to discuss it now and and see really where where the value lies in in taking one, either or both approaches. So firstly, how are you both doing today? Very good, thanks, Rich. Good, good. Yeah, very good. Thank you, Rich. Excellent. So let's let's jump straight in with with a provocative question. So patents or open source? What's better at driving innovation? <laughs> it, it is a provocative question, and I think you'd get some very forthright answers to that from uh, certain people in the tech community. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've got quite a balanced view on this, and, and, and all driven by the fact that both patents and open source are there to drive innovation. That's the principle behind both approaches, um, albeit in different ways. So on the open source side, it's very much community driven, sharing, freedom, um, good for entrepreneurs with no cost. It's that real teamwork and, 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 and sharing that helps technology and the software move on. On the patent side, it's much more, I guess, commercial and um, competition driven. Um, uh, and all stems from the deal of the patent system, which is to encourage inventors to disclose their inventions, tell the world how their, their technology works. Um, and in return, they can get for a limited period of time uh, a monopoly ride for that invention. They can stop their competitors doing the same thing, but their competitors can learn from, from what they've done. So, so they can develop their own technology and um, make their own inventions, potentially get their own patents for their improvements to it. But innovation, I'd say, is really at the heart of both uh, both avenues. Um, so saying one's uh, a more innovative approach than the other, I think, is uh, is not quite the right question, but one that often comes up. So kind of considering considering that they both drive innovation as uh, well, and we might talk about this in a bit more detail later, but as a entrepreneur, someone who's in the software business, is there an easy decision as to which is best for you, either the patenting system or open source? I, I don't think it's an easy decision. I think it's very much horses for courses uh, and it's really got to be driven by your business model um, and how software fits into your business model. Um, is software key to the value of your business? Is it generating a revenue stream? Um, are you investing heavily in time and money in developing your software? Uh, and I think considering those questions and building up a picture of how software is contributing to your business plan helps you develop an IP strategy that supports that. So as I say, if your software is creating a revenue stream, then you need a way of protecting that revenue stream. If you make that software open source, your competitors can go away and do the same thing as you, um, especially if they haven't had to develop the software themselves, which you've done, you've had that cost, you've got to recoup. Your competitors could very easily just undercut you um, because they haven't had to make that same investment. So I think it's not a, a one size fits all. I think you've got to, to look at the, the devils in the detail here, I think. As always, as always. And I suppose I think one thing that's really interesting, it, it yeah, it kind of flows from the business plan, doesn't it? You can't put the you can't put the cart before the horse, as it were. It's it's got to be sort of a commercially driven decision. And we're obviously talking about patents primarily here, but um, Oliver, you might want to, to jump in on, on to this point. Um, 
other sorts of intellectual property IP that sits behind potential software inventions, you know, it's, it's not simply a matter of to patent or not to patent. That is the question, is it? No, I think that's that's exactly right, really. And I'm sure Dave will maybe get into some more detail on this later. But, you know, not all software is patentable. So it's it's maybe more a question of proprietary or open source. And if you're going for a proprietary approach, you potentially have the option of patenting. But even if you don't, your software source code is going to be protected by copyright. That happens naturally if it's if it's been created by an author and it's original. Um, but then there's also the option of treating it as a trade secret. And at a very high level, it needs to be something that you keep secret. It needs to be something that has value and it needs to be subject to reasonable protection measures. So, so protecting it and keeping it secret. So, yeah, you've got copyright, you've potentially got trade secrets and you've potentially got patenting all on the one hand, all proprietary, or you've got the option of going open source. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of setting the scene in terms of IP rights. Yeah, and Dave, do you want to jump in on the, the sort of the patenting side and, and maybe some of the challenges with software there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, as Oliver alluded to, not all software is patentable. Um, and the law in Europe and to some extent the US sets out what types of software is patentable and, and what types aren't. Um, and I don't want to get bogged down in legal detail today, mm -hmm. but, uh, but the underlying principle is if the software does something technical, then potentially you can get a patent for it. Uh, and examples of, of technical things are maybe automated control of a system, error detection, some improved measurement of performance or characteristics. Um, maybe it's faster or more efficient in some way. Um, sometimes even an improved user interface can, can be patentable. Um, but I think the message for me here is that patents are available for the right type of software. So don't um, don't immediately assume patents aren't available for, for software-based technologies. Make a conscious decision um, and fit it together with your business plan. Develop an IP strategy and, and check that you're making good decisions for, for your business. That makes sense. I guess, yeah, patents, have, they should be in the mix in the conversation early doors. Even even if you don't go down that route, I suppose you want to you want to not not shut the door on it before, before, you, before you've considered it. And um, Oliver, you were talking about... Um, You've got the proprietary side of stuff, the intellectual property, patents, trade secrets, copyright, and then the open source side of stuff. Are we thinking more licenses here? And, and you know, how do you use this in the context of open source? Sure, yeah. So once you make the decision you want to go open source with your software, it's really not a one size fits all. So there's actually a huge range of open source licenses out there. Now, these are really well established. There's some great websites you can go on like chooseralicense.com which summarizes them all for you. But essentially, they all sit on a scale or a spectrum um, from the most permissive licenses. So these are things like the MIT license, which allow you to copy, modify, distribute with very minimal restrictions. So you don't have to make your source code available. You can just take the source code, use it, amend it. It's kind of free to use and permissive. Or there's the more restrictive open source licenses. Now, these ones require your copy left is the other phrase you'll hear in respect to the, the restrictive ones. And what that really means is the license has to continue to attach to it. So if you want to adapt and modify and use the software, that's fine. But if you want to distribute that software, you have to make your source code available again. So then you have to continue to comply with the terms of that license. So 
once you're going down the route of open source, it's good to reconsider what approach you would like to take and then review this range of licenses that are available. And that's often where we'll come in and advise clients if they're deciding they want to go open source with their software, we can help them choose an appropriate license. We may even draft a bespoke license because they don't feel there's anything quite out there which fits how they want to do things. Although generally it's better to pick one of the established standards in the industry because people understand them and they can make quicker decisions knowing, oh, it's on MIT license and we know what that one says. Um, the other you know, side of this that we obviously advise on is sometimes people want to use open source software and they want to integrate it into their own business. And what we'll need to look at is, well, OK, which licenses has is that software covered by? And if you want to build it into your own software, you need to comply with that. And if there's a range of open source licenses involved, then you're going to need to comply with the most restrictive one. But it's important to understand the scale of them and where they almost fit on that scale and then make sure you're complying with the restrictions within them. So it's quite a complex area, but actually they're well established and they're all available online and you know you can have a read through them and see the approach they take. Okay, so I guess that that you're talking about almost a freedom to commercialize because I know individuals that are, are, are sort of familiar with the patenting system will will have heard of freedom to operate. And I suppose this is the almost the the equivalent license buzzword or or am I getting my my buzzwords mixed? No, no, there's yeah, there's some comparators there certainly, and it's yeah, some of them will are very unrestricted. It's simply you know throwing it out to the world almost and saying feel free to use this and make the most of it. Um, and other ones are, are more restrictive and they set quite a bit of control around how it gets used and making sure that people contribute back to the project. So if you're going to use the source code and develop it and and make something of it, then sharing that back with the community, it's very community focused. I guess and all that's tied to, I suppose, what what limits or freedoms there there are in the the license. And I guess the way in which you select licenses, this all relates to your business plan. And to a certain extent, is it your IP strategy or 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 is it is it is it more more simple than than that kind of bespoke view of the world? I think it certainly fits with your IP strategy as well. I mean, if you're a if you're a software focused business, then this is going to be absolutely it's a key decision for you. Um, and if the main way you're generating revenue is through the sale and distribution of your software or your software as a service, commonly you would go a proprietary route um, because you would need to have more control um, over how that source code gets used. And obviously you don't want someone to be able to take your source code and essentially resell your service or your software. Um, but there's there's some middle grounds between the two, certainly when I think we'll come on probably to talk about the interplay between patents and, and open source and using those together. I think that's that's quite timely. We, we've almost been talking about patents, intellectual property being in one camp and open source being in the other. But you know, are they mutually exclusive? Can they can they can they work together? Dave, do you want to do you want to jump in on that first off? Yeah, sure. And and I think it's probably a surprising answer to many people that, that yes, they can work together and, and therefore they're not mutually exclusive. Um, and it's all about getting the value from each system, I think, for the business. So we've talked about the patents as a part of the, the proprietary approach and the benefits that, that come with that. Um, but that doesn't mean for other parts of the software um, and maybe even the same same software suite. There can be open source um, elements, um, which, again, um, can suit the business need. Perhaps it's not a case of giving away the, the crown jewels in with the open source licenses, but then protecting some of the key concepts and functionality with a patent 
that, that really um, gives a good, strong scope of protection in, in getting to the core of what the software does. And I suppose patents are a right um, if they're granted that the patentee can choose to enforce. Simply having a, a patent doesn't make you a bad a bad actor, does it? It simply means, I guess, that you've got that right that is there if you need it. It doesn't doesn't stop others if you you know are willing to to allow them to to use it to to, to do so. And I, I guess, Ollie, this this maybe is more for you. I guess would you ever incorporate? access to patents within some of these open source licenses or yeah yeah absolutely yeah that is done you can include the patents within the open source licenses and in a way it actually gives a little bit more control so you can say yeah this is open source and everyone's allowed to use it provided you comply with the terms of the license if people go beyond the scope of complying with the license obviously if you've got a patent right you've got a very strong right to be able to enforce so you do have a strong enforcement action beyond just you know looking at a copyright infringement, which might be slightly more nuanced to run as an enforcement action. You've got the patent as well. So yeah, it's quite common to see patents included within open source licenses. Some of them do that, and sometimes with bespoke licenses as well. So you know some of the some of the biggest patent filers in the world, like Microsoft, for example, they still have open source elements to their software, and they sometimes there's an interplay between open source and and patenting as well so yeah they can play together certainly and one of one of the things we've seen as well is sometimes software will be proprietary and it will be either a pay up front model or a subscription model but then they will also have an open source element to it for example in terms of creating apis or plugins so the community can come up with apis which work with the proprietary software those can be sold even on a marketplace and it actually is a way of outsourcing innovation to your community. So you could have a big community of people creating great new features for the software, which works as a plug-in to the main software. So on their own, they have no value. So the person who has to have a subscription to the proprietary software will bought the proprietary software, but then they can add great new features with community-created APIs, which are done on an open source basis. So I suppose that that's almost the sort of definition of having your cake and eating it really you've got quite a lot of control but you're not moving away from from the the community community feel that i guess open source is known for yeah it's one of the really great ways that proprietary software and open source software can kind of play together in the same sandbox thanks for that oliver i think we're we're getting a a good idea of how how this ecosystem builds how 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 patents ip and open source you know they can be good bedfellows so if you'd like a listener to take away say three main messages you know between you what would they be number one um, i think that patents are available for the right type of software um, that's not to say it's definitely a, you know right for your ip strategy and for your business plan but patents are available for software so make conscious decisions on this don't don't just uh, ignore them because they could be really valuable for your business. I guess a, a solid point one, Oliver. Yeah, I would just say open source licenses, they vary greatly in scope. So bear in mind, they kind of go from restrictive to permissive and somewhere in between. So review all your options carefully, get some legal advice when you're choosing. Um, but just bear in mind, they're not all the same, but there's lots of good options out there. Okay, and yeah, to conclude, point number three. Yep. Yeah, so I guess I circle back to the business plan. So yeah. whether or not open source or, or proprietary rights such as patents are right for you needs to support your business plan. So um, never lose sight of that. 
Okay, now that that's great. So Dave and Oliver have a white paper on this subject coming out soon. So if you've liked what you've heard and you want to learn a little bit more, um, just contact them directly and I'm sure they'll be willing to to send you a copy. Um, thanks both for, for your contributions today. I think it's been a really good discussion. Thanks. Richard. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, thanks, no, uh, no worries. And yeah, so you've been listening to the Innovation Game, a podcast from Potter Clarkson. Uh, this episode and all the other episodes are available on SoundCloud, Spotify and YouTube. Thank you very much for listening.